Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Recorded live.
Brothers and sisters, welcome to all the places we've been. I'm your host, Amaps and Kita L. Hopefully, uh, some of my co-hosts welcome you to join in on the call as well. Today is September 16th, 2015, and uh, a lot of things are going on as we push on towards the end of uh, this uh, very interesting, wild, and crazy year. Uh, that was the four tops. So are you man enough once again from the soundtrack uh, of the movie uh, Shaft in Africa way back in the day? And... Uh, they asked the question, are you man enough? So we're going to talk about that particular issue uh, as there are many who have not kind of uh, shown that they are man enough or woman enough to stand up and deal with the issues and not allow themselves to be shot down without responding. So uh, a couple of different things going on uh, since the last time we was here last week. Uh, It was sad to have to come across a video that was actually from, I believe, back in February, a sister named Natasha McKinnon, who was in police custody, supposedly because she assaulted a police officer. Right off the bat, when we hear 
one of our people, especially a woman, assaulting a officer right away, you know something's wrong with the story. So uh, the question has to be asked, well, where did this happen? How did this happen? Uh, And uh, once again, usually it's usually the other way around. Someone being harassed by the police and the police decides to arrest like they have this magic wand to accuse you of whatever they want and you're guilty until after you stand trial and possibly may be found not guilty. But as we see in this day and age, it is becoming more and more every day a typical response by the police to falsely arrest people, to assault people, to kill people, and to later not be charged with any wrongdoing as the family of the deceased who the police have killed, who the victim and their families suffer their pain, physical, along with psychological and the whole mental anguish of dealing with having to not only try to physically defend yourself, but also attempt to defend yourself in court or if you allow yourself to be represented by one of these scumbag lawyers who are supposed to be public uh, defendants who get paid by the city or whatever entity that is supposed to uh, allow them to be paid while they perform this game as if they are trying to really defend you. Most of the times they will try to get you to to cop a plea so they can move on to the next case and shorten the workload for the court. Scores of people on a daily basis, instead of fighting 
whatever false charges that may be against them, they would rather take the easy way out and accept whatever lesser charge or do some community service or do less time than whatever the original charge might have called for, knowing that they won't put a good part of their life in jeopardy through time in jail or prison. So our dear beloved deceased sister Natasha McKinnon was killed while she was in a jail that is a part of Virginia's Fairfax County. I don't recall how I came upon this particular video, but often you can go to YouTube and according to what you watch or whatever, something pops up or you might go to watch one thing and something's on the side and it sparks your curiosity and you go to see what it is. So the particular video that I first encountered was a video that said it was a videotape that was uh, being presented by the Fairfax County Sheriff's Office. And in the beginning is a female, uh, the Sheriff of Fairfax County, and she gives a short presentation speaking about the incident where Natasha McKinnon was murdered. Of course, she didn't call it a murder. Of course, she in fact stated that no charges were going to be brought of those who were involved in the incident that led to Natasha's death. That's the last time I'm going to say death as such. 
because it was, in fact, a murder. I have no doubt in my mind, and I find all those who were a part of it guilty of the act of murder, of the act of conspiracy to allow the murder to take place, conspiracy to cover it up in whatever form or fashion and what in whatever whatever complicity they had with those who actually perpetrated the savage attack on this naked woman as the video starts after the sheriff had basically uh, stated that no charges would be brought against any of these people. The video begins with some cracker in a hazmat suit. I'll call it a hazmat suit because it was white, basically uh, covering from kind of head down to the toes, covering uh, their shoes or feet or whatever, however they were uh, inside these uh, uniforms, which were white, later to uh, have a... uh, a mask put on, and this cracker, uh, I don't know if this is the regular procedure. I know in sales they have a procedure where if they have to send in a special team to remove somebody from a cell or whatever. They have someone to videotape. So as someone is videotaping this cracker who is explaining that they are getting ready to remove Natasha McKinnon from her cell, that she has exhibited uh, kind of contempt, I'll call it, in terms of, uh, he says at first, throwing feces and then corrects himself and says urine. So he proceeds to put on his mask and a team of five, I would assume that they're men. I, you, know, you, you really, all of them, so you really can't tell who the other four are 
or what they are. They proceed out of a room where there are lockers and they put their uniforms on and grab up whatever uh, equipment and they proceed to an area where there's a kind of hallway where there are, I don't recall if it's the first cell or perhaps the second cell that they get to where there's a, I assume it's a metal door with a uh, rectangular slot kind of uh, at waist length, maybe about four, I guess, maybe about four four feet or so on the floor. And uh, it's a rectangular slot that's there that uh, is open to the cell. Another... Cracker who uh, has a some kind of uh, shirt on says sheriff uh, on the back or a deputy sheriff or whatever on the back of it. Uh, a cracker with uh, kind of uh, white hair, so I assume he was maybe uh, fifty or above, and uh, he proceeds to go to the door where uh, Natasha McKinnon was as he begins to try to uh, open the door with with a key, he says to her, quote, Natasha, we're coming to take you. Pretty much that's what he said. Now, and said, we're coming to take you out. It almost sounds like uh, a line from uh, some uh, movie like Scarface or something where, you know, we're coming to get you. We're going to kill you. And as he finally uh, is able to open the door, the team of these four guys in these white suits have already prepared themselves uh, almost kind of in a, in a line, uh, the first man having the next man's hand placed over his shoulder Till you get to the last one, and they uh, advance towards the door. And uh, as Natasha appears at the front of the door, she is basically naked, not wearing anything at all. And... uh, Actually, uh, I'm not sure if she had any uh, socks on. 
any uh, slippers, anything on. Uh, really, I don't think I could see her feet. But the fact that she is naked and assuming that these are men, this really seems like an improper procedure that is going on, very disturbing. And as these six men, five in the suits and one with the uh, other shirt that had the uh, sheriff written on the back or whatever, or deputy sheriff or whatever, were three other sheriffs, I guess, who were in uniform, one cracker, one female cracker, and then one Negro. Might as well call him a cracker, too. Uh, standing away from the action in regular brown-type sheriff uniforms, I guess. That's the uh, kind of a brown, brownish kind of shirt with a uh, maybe uh I don't I don't know if it's uh beige pants or something or khaki pants and uh they're just standing uh away uh, uh several feet away from uh this whole activity so they proceed to uh have the door open and uh, try to grab her. Uh, I don't know how they managed to get handcuffs on her arms uh, in, while her arms are in front of her. And at the point that they grab her, she kind of disappears behind the door as the door is open uh, with the doorway being fully exposed. So she's behind the door as they basically gang up on her. And uh, before they actually... uh, pin her behind the door, she says, you promised you wouldn't kill me. Her words. Now, the question must be asked, why would someone say that unless they were threatened or they were terribly in fear for their life, or perhaps as what is 
part of this story that she suffered from schizophrenia or some mental condition which should have prevented her from being in this particular location from the very beginning. So as she is pushed and prodded behind this door, uh, somehow there's some kind of strap that's coming through the uh, triangular piece of this door. And like I said, I don't, I don't know how uh, when you next see her, you see her hands handcuffed together in front of her, and she's basically holding on to the strap as these beasts, Attempt one of them attempts actually raises her right uh, leg. So and 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 I believe yeah her, her her foot is basically exposed. So at that point uh, you really don't I don't think you see any shoe or any sock on her foot. Uh, So one of these devils has her foot, her leg, up off the ground while the other one is still on the ground. She's hanging on to this strap that's coming from uh, through this door. I don't know if they set this scenario up so that she would be hanging on to the strap by her hands as they said to her, get on your knees, get on your knees. Now, if somebody has one of your legs up off the ground and your body is being tugged and pushed and grappled, trying to force you to the ground as natural instinct. Since she had hold of this strap that appeared to keeping her from going slamming on the ground uh, head first because of gravity, the fact that she's being lifted up by her uh, leg. So eventually she starts to go down and I guess she let go 
of the strap or whoever was holding the strap or however the strap was uh, being held, uh, she went to the ground. And you proceed to see uh, at least four bodies on top of her, pretty much kind of covering her to the point that uh, you really couldn't see her. And actually, uh, that may have been before she actually, uh, or the door was kind of pushed back to either close close up the cell or to push it back. I think it was pushed back to the wall uh, so that there would be a little more space. So basically after the door is uh, gotten out of the way, nothing but bodies on top of her body which is naked. No attempt to uh, put a blanket over her, to cover her in some kind of way. To uh, get a female to uh, clothe her just straight brute force as if her body and her gender was totally insignificant to having five to six men all over her naked. As these devils continue to say to her, stop resisting, although you could not see at all any resistance taking place. As I said, her hands were handcuffed and at least four of these bodies were laying on her as she was uh, on her back on the ground. So then they decide they want to flip her over. So uh, during all of this, one of the uh, men, I, I would assume he was a man, who had a stun gun proceeded to shoot her with this stun gun. And at some point, she was shot at least three more times. So there was probably at least 
four, if not more, darts in her body. One of them appeared to be going through her thigh, from the side of her thigh, her, her right thigh, and coming out on the top of the thigh, which later on caused some bleeding, I believe. A mention by one of these pigs was asking if there was one of the nurses nearby. So later on, a Negro woman, and I have to call her a Negro woman, and yes, I would say she would be indicted as being part of this because she made no effort at all to see the wrongness of what was going on and did nothing but what they asked her to do. So as these darts are in uh, Natasha's body, and I would assume that the other three were in upper parts of her body, probably in her chest, in her stomach. Uh, her stomach might have been the first place where they actually maybe uh, hit her with the stun gun because at one point she complains about her stomach hurting. Nowhere do you hear this nurse, who is later on joined by another nurse, who is also a Negro, nowhere do you hear these nurses saying anything in regards to trying to halt what is being done to this naked woman. Peace, Brother Aries. So uh, later on we see, uh, we hear the noise of the uh, stun gun and a continual repeat of these devils saying, stop resisting. But nowhere can you see any resistance going on, not to mention who would allow themselves to simply be tortured without even having at least some involuntary 
movements that would naturally occur due to the infliction of pain. So eventually they get her hands handcuffed. They remove the handcuffs from in front of her and then handcuff her behind her back and bring a uh, some kind of chair that is supposed to be some kind of restraint chair or whatever. <clears throat> and they place her in the chair and then realize that that is not going to work. So now they have to take her out of that chair and I don't remember if they put her on the ground again or took another chair and placed her in that chair and expected her to place herself in the chair with her hands behind her back and taser darts all in her body as she's uh, being shot. So they position, position her body in this second chair and strap her in and then proceed to try to take her to an elevator down the hall uh, and before that, uh, they basically had one of the nurses try to supposedly take her vital signs. And it really didn't seem like she was able to do anything if she did, in fact, do anything at all. And another nurse was called uh, as both of them tried to... Uh, do whatever it was they were trying to do. And then the chair was rolled to uh, the elevator and all of those uh, a part of that uh, hazmat suit Team, the five of them, along with the one holding the stun gun and the other one with the sheriff or deputy sheriff written on the back of his back, went down in this elevator. And as they got to the bottom, and I don't remember, I think the nurse was, one of the nurses was with them. And when they got to the bottom, they had uh, some device there trying to take her vitals once again realizing that she did not appear to be breathing. Uh, as she was on the elevator, it didn't appear as if she was moving at all. Uh, seemed to be very still, uh, probably not breathing at that point. And as they got to the bottom, another sheriff in uniform 
proceeded to try to administer CPR after this nurse tried to uh, check her vitals. Then eventually a uh, EMS van uh, seemed to appear and those from that particular uh, ambulance uh, seemed to try to uh, perform some uh, first response uh, tactics not really seeming to be at getting her to move or breathe at all. Very disturbing, very sad. Unbelievable. But anyway, that I think happened in February and is only just over the last couple of days, a week or whatever, that this video has been presented. Very disturbing. Uh, caller from New York. Uh, Phones are open if you have a question. I was just listening in. Peace, brother. That is me, Aries. Peace, yeah. Yeah, just uh, kind of going over the uh, Natasha McKinnon. Yeah, I, I realized once I heard you speaking, I already knew. I'm like, wow. Yeah. That, 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 that's a crazy occurrence right there. That video was really... That video was really telling. I mean, I I don't know what was this. The video was just being released now. Is that why it's going so viral? Or is that is that like being that it was done so long ago? Yeah, I think it had just gotten released. Uh, you know, probably over the last week or two or whatever. Uh, but the incident back in February, and uh, according to what the sheriff. The female uh, sheriff, who I guess is supposed to be the sheriff of the county, Fairfax County, Virginia, stated that no charges would be against any of those involved, none of them. The only thing she mentioned was possible of procedures <laughs> to possibly uh, update correct some of she's I guess claiming is a regular procedure which they performed that's crazy so uh, and that just ran into a story about a Kentucky, who's supposedly supposed to be from Missouri, and uh, I did see at one point where he 
supposedly a uh, part of batters, uh, you know, they really where they could say, oh, we, well, we have, you know, uh, hundreds ever uh, just because somebody participates in the be sponsored by well, a particular, huh? Yeah, uh, participating in the event that's by a particular organization doesn't necessarily make them a that organization. I could not really uh, find uh, the particular uh, video that I saw where that was uh, stated. Uh, I tried to see several different uh, accounts uh, of what had happened. Supposedly, uh, this brother is accused of shooting and killing a uh, Kentucky state trooper. And when it sounded as if... uh, because, yeah, I think actually somebody hit it on Facebook. Uh, and, it, uh, and it had a short clip, I think, with another state trooper who was talking about the incident. And he seemed to say the, the way he... I don't know. At first, when I heard it, it, it almost sounded as if there's one trooper or another trooper. And then I even saw a picture where it looked like uh, the brother who they killed uh, a couple of a couple of brothers standing up next to some state troopers, as if uh, you know one of the troopers was this trooper that, that got killed. And uh, as I, you know, went to try to research it myself, I I, I didn't see anything about uh, the brother being a trooper. uh, And uh, according to the story, he was being uh, pulled over for uh, some traffic and something or whatever, and uh, supposedly being the driver of uh, the car he was in, slammed on the brakes, making the uh, state trooper uh, bang into his car, and then supposedly he took some shots at the trooper, and... uh, no, it's a, it's it's a strange story, and uh, that's why I was uh, really trying to find as much out about it as I could, because uh, it just seems very very strange, very odd, you know. And and along with the brother in the car was supposedly a female adult, and two younger children. So it kind of doesn't make sense. 
someone would shoot at a law enforcement person knowing they have children in the car uh, with them where if the law started to shoot back, it could possibly uh, get those other passengers uh, shot. It doesn't make sense. <clears throat> that 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 is very weird. Yeah. So uh, I guess we'll hear more and uh, I guess it will <laughs> either start to make some sense as the truth starts to unravel or it will continue to make no sense as they proceed to uh, cover it up and call it a done deal. Was there ever, like, did you ever come, did you ever come across a video, like, a dash cam video? I know you said you're still, like, looking through things. Oh, nah, nah. Because uh, I want to see, they say that he ran into the back or the guy stopped short of, or something right, like, he, he supposedly like slammed on the brakes and made the, the the trooper's car slam into the back of his. Like that's the cam. Like would would definitely be the uh, the uh, telling uh, yeah truth for that. But uh, you know, interestingly enough, that wasn't part of what was presented, and and even in this case was just talking about with Cannon. I mean, it's, I mean, we in September, you know, we in the middle of uh, September uh, just getting the video from uh, something that happened in February uh, in, in, you know. Yeah, that's great. And that's another uh, thing, too, in terms of why were there no uh, video of, Inside the uh, inside the uh, jail there, you know, in the hallway or whatever, because all was shown was basically whoever was carrying a camera who was not doing a good job at basically showing uh, Natasha, uh, you know, and anything she was doing that was supposed to be uh, resisting. Uh, and I really kind of considered the possibility that even, you know, the video might even be, you know, something that was fabricated to, uh, you know, try to present a story as if she uh, did this, that, and the third, and, you know, these guys are innocent. Even... Even in this video, I you know I wouldn't say that these guys are innocent. It's just as damning, but just even touching back on that, you know, what led up to them deciding, you know, uh, where's the video footage and where's the arrest? 
video footage of her assaulting a cop and getting arrested at that particular time, et cetera, et cetera. So uh, anyway, uh, we'll, we'll, I guess, follow up on that uh, to see uh, what we can find out. But a lot of strange things happening and... uh, Really got to be on top of things. I was trying to get you a little little bit to a story that I I, I was seeing pop up on Facebook um, recently. And it was about um, a kid named Bernard Scott. I forgot how old he was, but it was happening last year around September. And um, pretty much what it was saying was that it just happened in St. Louis again. I don't know what's up with Missouri, man. Missouri, man. Oh, man. But this this is St. Louis. And apparently he was denied an ambulance. He was, he was denied an emergency visit coming out of the ambulance. They said they needed to take him to the emergency room, and the police wouldn't let them take him to the emergency room. They want him to go to jail. I mean, um, this is supposedly over traffic violations also. Um, he's supposed to go to the hospital though. Even the the ambulance, the ambulance, the guys, the, the EMS guys are saying, uh, this guy needs to go to the hospital. He was denied an emergency room visit. So he said they, he go. He's in the jail. This this guy ends up pretty much going into a coma. Um, when they called the ambulance, and they, they said the body, the guy's body was like pretty much like kind of stiff and stuff. The the cops, and this is in the, uh, the report. The cops tell the the, the ambulance driver that they, he was found in his cell, um, tied to a what by tied trying to hang himself by by his shoelace. Now the funny thing about it was that this kid ended up being in a coma for I think um, I think it said a, a, eleven days or something like that. He was in the hospital for like three weeks, and he woke mm-hmm. up. The kid actually he actually woke up. Mm-hmm. And it's like, why didn't? Why would I try to hang myself? Like, I was in there for traffic tickets. What am What am I gonna try to hang myself? Now, mind you, I'm not gonna lie. He's in jail right now, as we speak, on theft charges. But okay, my thing is, that's not the point. The point is, if this, there was a story that's fabricated and and it's like and it shows because his story corroborates what, what the ambulance drivers are also saying that. But one, he was supposed to go to the hospital. He was denied a hospital visit. Then when he really, like, ended up needing a hospital, and they tried to send him to the hospital because he went to a coma. He went to a coma. He ended up going to a coma. So he, there was a condition in which the cops did not allow this, this man to go to the hospital, regardless of, of what he, how the person he, type of person he is. He was in, At that point, he was only in there for a traffic violation. I'm not, so I'm not going to hold him accountable for what he's in jail for now. That, that, to me, that's neither here nor there. The fact that they, that, that they do this and to show that, Okay, they they thinking this guy might be dying. That's the way I, I look at it. And they specifically just say, okay, we, they found him in a cell, tied up, trying to hang himself. I mean, ha- like hanging himself, which means they were willing to go along with that story because they didn't know what the hell happened. This shows to me, being that the story is only coming out now, that this is a history. Like they they, it's coming to light more now, being that Sergeant Bland happened, and now we're seeing like we've been seeing so many 
accounts of things happening. But it's sad to say this has been happening where we're really getting killed within the jail system, regardless of, of, of whether you stand enough for uh, something or whether you're not. They, they, they've been finding what they do this. And like I said, this is, this is last year. When I first came across it, I thought it was something that happened this September because of the way the story is. It was around September 11th, around there. And I'm like, wow, this happened around this time. Why is it not on the news? Then I looked mm-hmm. into it more and realized it was um, last year, which made me mm-hmm. think even more, like, wow, we really thought of, we started blowing up on this thing because of Sandra Bland and everything that happened. But look, what we haven't even seen what has been going on before, a year before. Right. Right. So, and so that's why I was trying to just get people like just to see this story about Bernard Scott because luckily, luckily he did wake up out of the coma. And he actually was able to kind of tell the story. The only sad thing about it, like I said, is that he he's, he is the criminal, and so it kind of debunks the, the the overall meaning of the story. But if you really look into the story, you see the real corruption that's in it, and the fact that that man could have died. And he like and if it's well, if it was up to them, he probably should have died. But he really could have died, and they would have just blamed it on him strangling himself or, or hanging himself, with, like they've been doing. And this is over a year old, so it's like mm-hmm. you're trying to tip the speed with that one. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, the, I mean, the first thing usually when you go to uh, if you're gonna be there a minute, you know, it's like they're gonna take your shoelaces. They're yep. gonna take your belt. They're gonna take your shoelaces. You know what I'm saying? Anything. If you got a hoodie, if you got a string in it, they'll take that out too. You know? Yep. That's definitely so, true. So a lot of this stuff, yeah. I mean, these stories are popping up, and yeah, you know, it's unfortunate that we don't hear about them when they first happen. Uh, but. You know, that's that's why we try to, you know, do what we're doing now just in terms of, you know, uh, letting people know about what's going on because, you know, we don't want our families, we don't want to situations that are, that are hostile. If we know people are getting killed there, you can, you can, you can try to, be too sure all you want, you know, and think, you know, oh, well, that happened to him because, oh, Freddie Gray, oh, he he, he was a drug dealer. So, you know, oh, you know, he, he wound up, uh, you know, getting uh, attention from the police. Uh, you know, this guy you're talking about, uh, you know, whatever he, uh, you know, it's on and on, but Part of it is people's just being in denial and and really not accepting the fact that there is a war going on and we're playing every day. And you may pass a police and, you know, he may smile and all that, but, you know, you can go down the road a little bit turn the corner and that same cop will be back and, you know, that smile will turn into, you know, the the look of death. Mm. Of course, he's ready to kill you. And these things continue to go on and on 
and uh, people want to act like uh, everything other than what it is is genocide. Uh, A couple weeks back, uh, we talked about Mansour Boar Bay, an 18-year-old brother who a more he was part of the more sign what division faction or whatever you know i have no idea in particular and it really doesn't matter to me i mean the fact that he was a more i mean to me personally I think that's more of a reason for those who call themselves Moors to stand up and at least say something, if not even at least doing something. Mm. And it's like, uh, you know, probably not even a handful that I have seen who have kind of spoke up to the point of saying that, yes, something needs to be done. I mean, we can choose to do all kinds of different things. People got the choice to do that. But when you sit by and you're quiet, you're silent, you don't say shit, it's like you're in agreement with what's going on. Yep. And it's just a matter of time before it happens to you on a personal basis, to you or your family. And I don't wish that on nobody. But it's just a matter of time. Before you see death at your door and the question is on you. What are you going to do? Because some of y'all, I don't know, some may feel like, you know, well, to do about it, you know, there's no sense in talking about it, whatever, whatever. It is what it is. If that's the case, then, you know, you might as well go ahead and, you know, I mean, turn turn your shit over to somebody who gives a fuck and, you know, go on and, and you know, make your arrangements at the fucking uh, funeral home, you know? Tell them to, you know, give you, you know, you, you want to you wanna get gas so, you know, you can get the shit over with. Because it's coming. It's definitely coming. <clears throat> There have been, uh, haven't been a, a many, like I said, you know, probably on, on a hand, on one hand, I can count the number of, of Moors who have publicly said anything, posted anything about a need for unity amongst those who are supposed to be kind of like really the vanguard, supposed to be knowledgeable about the law, supposed to be united under uh, five principles, love, truth, 
freedom and justice. And often the majority will talk all this love shit. But love ain't got nothing to do with loving your damn enemy. You ain't got to hate him, but you damn sure don't have to love him. But to sit back and act like whatever differences that exist from community to community is too big for us to uh, unite on, that's some straight-up bullshit. And as I said, I consider myself a Moorish American. I've been since But people who look like me, who don't declare their nationality, I'm intelligent enough and I got enough love of them, regardless to whether they call themselves a more, they call themselves black, Negro, colored, African, African American, or whatever. And if Moors are so stupid to think that they're running around here like savage rabid dogs killing people who look like us, who are our, who are us, who are our families, be they nationalized they don't give a damn. They will kill you. They are killing you. Mansour Ball Bay died as a Moorish American. And Moors, as a community, as a so-called nation, are showing that they are an invisible nation. As far as I'm concerned, you know, you can let my name taste like shit on your mouth because I don't want to have nothing to do with you. If you can't take a stand when you need to, you need to sit the fuck down and shut the fuck up. And that's from your brother with love. Peace, Keisha. Peace. Loving you. How you doing tonight? All right. You're sounding off. We're going through the 
going through the calendar. Brother Aries online with us. How you doing? How you doing? Peace, Keisha. How you doing, sister? Peace. I'm good. How you doing, brother? We we are we here. We here. Yeah, I just saw uh, talking about uh, my Moorish brothers and sisters who are sitting on the sidelines uh, like they too cool or they they got some kind of special classifications that keep them from being a part of the uh, collateral damage that's coming down by uh, people wearing badges and shooting guns and tasering and kicks on a daily basis. Too many people are sitting back and and doing nothing. And uh, as we approach, uh, I guess, the 30 days from from this so-called million march where uh, Farrakhan has been talking all this talk but ain't heard one plan about nothing going down because I know it ain't going to be no real fight. Ain't nobody suiting up and booting up to go out and do no real battle like that. And uh, I, I think I don't. I don't think I had actually seen it before, but it was actually in, an old video from 1995 with uh, Professor John. Uh, well, hmm. It might have been 95, and then again, it could have been 96. I don't recall. But uh, somewhere around there was basically after the Million Man March, the first one in 1995. And there was a critique of that event by John Henry Clark and a few other people who were there and an open discussion where the doors was open to people from the Nation of Islam, but nobody appeared to show up to represent Farrakhan or the Nation of Islam. So uh, Dr. Clark laid out that, you know, he basically knew Farrakhan, and knew Farrakhan was a, a, uh, what did he call him? Uh, Not a trickster, but a... uh, a con man, basically. And so uh, the same questions we've kind of talked about before, you know, uh, what happened to the money, what, you know, what is the plan, you know, there was nothing that came out of that other than being a feel-good moment. And although it's talked about as big success, but a success for who? A success for Fark, for his ego. So now here we are in 2015 after all these numerous murders, blatantly, 
by the police all around the country. And all the things that go on in Chicago, but yet the great Minister Louis Farquhar wants people to meet him in Washington, D.C., spend their money to get there from all parts of the country to come and stand up and listen to him speak for hours. Because I'm sure he's going to speak at least two hours, right? Can't have all them people. Can't can't have all them people come from all over the country and maybe even some from other parts of the world and just hear a minister speak for 15, 20 minutes or an hour. Right? You got to get your money's worth, right? The yeah. show. Makes sense. <laughs> Makes sense. So... One of the things that he's uh, called for is a boycott of Christmas, which, you know, you don't need to go to Washington, D.C. to hear any more about that in particular, do you? I mean, I mean, help me. I mean, am I am I missing something or? You got the internet. You don't need to go nowhere, really, no more. Really, right? I mean, you could you could have... Skype online or, you know, do a one of those, uh, you can even do like a pay-per-view and have, you know, you can see the whole video and <coughs> eat your potato chips and all that right on the, you know, in the comfort of your own home. You got to get that money because everybody don't have internet. Everybody don't have. Everybody don't have credit cards. Everybody don't have checkbooks. Everybody ain't going to go out and get a money order. So, anyway, yeah, that's. Uh, Some of what's on my mind, uh, you know, some of us started a boycott uh, September 4th, uh, and this is the final week of that week, and some people will continue to boycott on Fridays, uh, but uh, so, uh I see no problem with doing the boycott Christmas because I don't really uh, participate in that shit anyway. Uh, But once again, you know, it should just be a reminder to all of us to support our own as much as we can on a daily, everyday basis. It's not even like, you know, we need some special event or should need some special event to uh, encourage us to support our own, but a lot of these events should be perhaps uh, additional motivation and inspiration for folks to come together and, and try to 
build and create some co-ops and stuff like that. We talked about it. The people who have the voice, like Farrakhan, going to put it out there, you know. Get your people, you got people, get your people to mobilize in the different cities to form co-ops so we can buy and support each other, buy from each other and support each other. So uh, I don't talk uh, almost uh, half here, so y'all got anything in particular on your minds? Well, I pretty much spoke without my, what was on my mind, which is like pretty much, like I said, that Bernard Scott story. Um, mm-hmm. Other than that, um, it's just pretty much same old, same old. Um, I wanted to kind of, before, talk a little bit about um, community organizing and just, I could just talk about that real quickly. Like, people that want to get involved, a lot of people wonder, like, what the hell they can do. Everybody wants to be a revolutionary. I got a lot of people that saw my Facebook page that everybody's screaming for revolution and revolution, and and they don't understand, like, you can just keep it real simple. Everybody, everything doesn't have to be super red, black, and green. Everything doesn't have to be about war and and things we talk about revolution. And, and that's one thing I always. That's one thing. I, that's one reason why I wanted to like bring up community organizing because it's so simple for us to sometimes just do something as small as just trying to even donate. Clothing that you don't need, um, uh, donating canned foods or things like you, like 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 that during holiday seasons. Like, if you don't want to partake in Christmas, you bring up like Christmas things like that. What you can do is, like I said, donate. Like, like you don't have to necessarily buy things and buy from stores. Donate things that you don't need to people that that might need. You know, like these these are these are revolutionary tactics that need to be taken back. That it's taking the community back. It's giving back to your people. It doesn't have to be a uh 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 say how we just talking about um a, a buyout pretty much. You shouldn't have to be where we're taking a a month or a, a block of time to say we're going to buy black during this time. It's like we can develop community relations with each other first. And this is why community organizing is, is essential. We, with, even when it comes to the churches within our community, they're there. Whether we want them there or not, whether they're preaching BS or not, they're there. Make them make a difference. Make them have, like, bring programs into these churches that are there and try to get, have them where they, they're feeding, um, feeding, the, feeding the people that are, that are needy. Like, make sure they're having their pantries in, inside your community. So that way, people that need that need the the help can get it within these churches in your community. Make to hold them accountable. They're there. They incorporated most of them are getting money anyway, and not having to pay taxes. Hold them accountable. The stores that are in your areas, hold them accountable for the for, for how for one their treatment, 
hold them accountable for where they're treating you in your own community, and and make sure they're not trying to kill you with prices. Because sometimes we have the stores in our own community that that is that are higher than when you go to the supermarket, and it's like hold them accountable, let them know that these are our dollars. It's about taking the streets back. So community organizing ain't necessarily just sitting on the corner and trying to give out free books all day and, and or sell DVDs all day about knowledge. It's about actually getting in the community and, and, and knowing your people and knowing the needs and, and, and making everybody accountable and be active. And I hate to say it, but it's the truth. It really does sometimes, not sometimes, a lot of times start with the churches because mm-hmm. it's, already, it's, it's, already a, it's already a base there. And no matter what you say, you need you need sheep regardless. So there's already a base of sheep there to start with, and then from there you can always branch out once you started something. Even if it's a community pro- program like a like a people survival program that the Black Panthers used to run, where they used to hand out free clothes and hand out free food, simple things like that that can go on in communities can do a lot, can can do wonders. Even if it's a, if it's something that's small, so that's that's pretty much what I wanted to bring out as far as like just buying black and everything was like we can go with that, which is definitely good. But when it goes past that, it's like we can actually do for us when we need, as far as needing like shelter, not necessarily shelter, like that that's kind of hard, but needing things during the holiday time where it's like instead of just worrying about buying, 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 we can worry about giving and helping and actual real sacrifice within our own community. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, uh, people are homeless, and uh, as as we've said before, you know, as we started on this venture of uh, establishing a code, uh, we talked about <clears throat> organizations, uh, churches, and temples, and mosques and uh, individuals and leaders and such being accountable to uh, the community. And uh, that hasn't changed. And uh, I can, I, I, I was listening to a uh, blog talk uh, archive with a brother who calls himself Polite and uh who was from uh, was supposed to be one of the wives of one of the Hebrew Israelites and uh, basically he he kind of exposed the contradiction in the Hebrew Israelite community I think it's uh, I, I don't know ISUPK or something whatever whatever the thing is but uh, <clears throat> the sister was there and had basically talked about, this is the wife of one of the Hebrew Israelites, talked about how she wasn't able to get $10 from, from her husband. He got, he got five wives and... I guess whatever money uh, he raises in the street, if they, you know, I don't really, I don't think I've really seen them like trying to uh, get donations per se, but it was like 
if you're going to do something, then do it properly. You know, don't do it where there's an injustice to somebody. And if if you on five wives and they're fighting with each other and they, you know, one of them needs more. $40 and you can't even get up $40, you know, it, it, it's something wrong. It's a problem. So anyway, uh, the brother extended, you know, that ain't no big thing for him, you know, and for most folks, you know. I mean, most of us, if we knew somebody, you know, really needed something for a particular reason, you know, to take care of their children or whatever, uh, you know, I, I think most of us would do that, you know. And it's not a matter of, you know, oh, we know who this one is, we know one is or whatever, you know. There's people who are out here who make a game, a con game out of begging for money, and then there's people who really need it and, you know, those are the ones that, you know, you want to try to really help, you know, when you can. <clears throat> but in, in kind of seeing what was done, I, I kind of saw a manifestation of what we talked about in terms of the code, you know, manifesting. Because... Uh, actually, uh, some of the people from that organization, uh, supposedly the leader, was uh, telling the, the 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 woman's husband to call his wife a hoe and bitch and this and that and the third. And it's like, you know, what kind of stuff is this? What I mean... People need to really check some of the bullshit that they're in, for real. That's why I just said what I said about who call themselves Moors and who are sitting back and not doing anything. You could claim you trying to nationalize people. That that ain't really. That ain't really. I mean, in, in a way, it's kind of doing something, but. We could be doing a whole lot more than that, and that's what we need to be doing, a whole lot more. And uh, if you ain't living up to that, then you're faking. And you're going to be exposed, and that's what's happening right in this day and time, in this age. Everything is being exposed for what it is. So... You can play games and pretend for a minute, but, you know, when people say, you know, come, let's put together a food pantry so we can get donations from people who want to donate a little something, some food, some cans of food or whatever, boxes or whatever, this, that, and third, and, you know, have a day where people could come who, you know, honestly need things and let them come and get it.
And I'm not even going to lie. That's where sometimes it comes with, it comes, and that's where a lot of things come with sometimes really knowing your community also because you said a perfect thing that makes sense, and it's true. You always going to have people that's going to always try to get over and take mm-hmm. advantage of any system. Mm-hmm. And that's what, that, that's what also comes with, like I said, community organizer comes with not just one part. It's really being involved in your community. You know if Edna from down the block, get, I mean, been, been, been shopping three times that week and she going to the church to get, like, listen, hey, Edna, Edna, mm-hmm. really? And really, giving Edna? away food at the church. Yeah, it's like, come on, and uh, you don't need to be on that line, and uh, you taking a whole shopping cart full of food. Come on, and uh, and that's what I'm saying. Like, people don't understand when I when I say get involved, and I only say this because this is what I do. You have to get your feet entrenched in your community if you really care about your people. And, mm-hmm. like, and I'm speaking to the people that that over that that's talking that that super RBG stuff. That's ready. That 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 say that they're ready to, like, to really like just ride. I'm ready to ride, ready to ride. And it's like not for nothing. We really are at war right now. But the war starts within first. We, I mean, you have to. You always, one thing I learned from the military is that even though America's doing everything backwards now, but before you do anything, you have to make sure your home front is secure before you send any troops out. Mm-hmm. And we have a lot of people that are ready to go out and, oh, yeah, I'm going to uh, uh, go kill Whitey, uh, all this other crazy stuff. But you have to make sure the home front is secure first. And that's the first tactic. And this is why that this this is the, the state that we're in right now, knowing that we have war. We have to make sure our home front is secure. And that's why I'm really stressing that community organizing and getting your feet entrenched in the community. If you're really talking about you ready to ride, you guys out there that's, y'all ready to ride, I'm G-checking y'all. Like, pretty much, because it's like, if you're ready to ride, show that you're ready to ride. You, I see a lot of people that have RBG flags draped across their Facebook, and at the same time, they should playing, like, they playing ratchet-ass ratchet videos at the same time. It's like, okay, granted, I'm not going to lie. I'm still in Trends of the Trees, so I, I, I watch a lot of stupid stuff myself back and forth. But at the same time, like I, I know that I, I'm a person who's about action, and you don't see me on my page super RBG and uh, at the same time, I'm, I am a person who is involved. So that's why sometimes I do take offense to it when it's like, okay, people that super RBG, da 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 da, I'm ready to ride, ready to ride. It's like, but you're not really doing anything productive at all except having an RBG flag on your Facebook and saying that you're ready to ride or putting putting up a couple of quotes. And that's why I'm, that's why I'm calling a chat to the people that are saying y'all ready to ride and y'all super RBG and and all this other stuff since all this stuff been happening and Facebook makes everybody looks like a, a, a revolutionary. It's like no, really start getting involved in your community and like I said, start with the churches. Hold these churches accountable. Get to the churches in your community, right within your community. They, they're supposed to be there for you. They're there for the, the community in which they they getting money from. They, so and if like if they 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 don't have a, a big following, then that means even better. I mean, they should definitely be able to donate a day to the community if they don't have a big following. They then that means there's no excuse. That that there's no excuse there. You so why can't you help out the community? So it's just about taking a stand, and that's all it is. I take it. I challenge you guys out there that want to be super RBG, take a stand, challenge these churches, hold these churches accountable, because that's where a lot of things start at. 
hold them accountable. So that way you can you want to be a community leader and you want to ready be ready to ride. That's how you ride. Let's ride. And people can holler at me. We can we can learn how to do this together because it's not easy. And I'm not gonna say it's easy, but we can learn how to do this together because I'm learning taking baby steps and it's hard. But I love my people so much that I'm willing to try. And this is what we need to do. As long as we got soldiers that's not scared to try and do good for the community, we're going to be all right. And we don't have to worry about these fake leaders, these Al Sharptons, these Jesse Jacksons, these um, Louis Farrakhan's with these with these million-man marches where they're taking the money out of the community when we already know what we need to do in our communities because we're there. We know the people that who's trying to take advantage of it. We can police the communities because we know we know the people's moms who's doing things. We ain't got to worry about the police. We know what the hell is going on in our community. Nine times out of ten, when, when crimes happen in the community, we know. And like we say, if you, you, you see something, don't say something pretty much. Don't snitch. But that, that means that we know. We know what's going on. So who else going to police us and take care of us but us? So if you're ready to ride, then show that y'all ready to ride. But there's no reason why we should be having these churches in our communities and not allowing them to take care of us and not use them, because if we're not using them, then, of course, they're not going to do anything. We have to use them, make them work for us. I think we lost somebody. But if we got any callers, anybody need to call in, the number is 724-444-7444. The code number is Yeah, it seems quiet on the end. I'm going to try to hold it down until Brother Neff gets back. But, yeah, um, simple ways. If oh, you I'm want... sorry, bro. I'm, I'm talking like I'm I'm thanking you right there. <laughs> Thank you. I'm happy. I, I I didn't know what was going on. I thought I thought you got cut off. Yeah, I put my, my thing on mute for a minute. But, uh, yeah, uh, as you was talking, I was thinking the same exact thing, you know, that, yeah, need to organize a few people to go out to some of these churches where there's homeless, you know, a lot of homeless people like in the street, like right around Harlem there, there's that, you know, need food and stuff. And the church don't necessarily got to let the people inside, but, you know, y'all go in there and fix some food and, you know, let's organize people, get them on the line and, you know, and, and feed them, you know, one or two days or whatever, you know? Yeah. Let's do something and show, you know, that, that, you know, if you're supposed to be a Christian, then, you know, show that love you're supposed to be, you know, trying to be like, you know, this so-called imaginary person that you, you know, 
claim you love so much, you know? Yeah, show it. Yeah, you know. But, uh, you know, the other thing is that, uh, like you said, you know, people talking all this rah-rah revolution stuff, you know, it, it ain't like you got to wait to go to march in front of no police station, you know. Be right in your community and organize with folks and make sure shit don't go go down. It ain't no reason for the police to have to come into your community to deal with a thief, you know, to de- deal with a drug dealer. You know what I'm saying? You clean up your own neighborhood, you know, and when you're standing out there, you know what I'm saying, you take control, you know. People will start to appreciate that. They'll start to love you. You know what I'm saying? Your numbers will start to swell. You know, back back in the day, you know, the, the, the gangs that existed, uh, I, I, I look at, like, uh, in Chicago, uh, Jeff Fort back in the uh, 60s and 70s, you know, there was a gang, the, the, the Blackstone uh, Rangers, but they controlled the neighborhood. Didn't nothing happen there, you know what I'm saying, without them, you know, knowing what's going on. Yep. It wasn't wasn't a drug thing. It was, you know, we, you know, you ain't going to from nobody in our neighborhood, and, you know, it's, it's locked down like that. Then, you know, things might have got out of hand, you know, with the drugs. But we need to get back to that first model. Being being there to protect our communities, you know. Enough young brothers that you know is out there want to claim they gangbangers. You know, y'all need to protect your neighborhood, you know, in a good sense. And it ain't about oh well, you're not from my neighborhood, you you can't walk through here kind of shit, you know. When you see them damn police doing the wrong fucking thing, you know, step up to that, you know. If there's a reason why they got to come to the neighborhood, then get the shit before the fucking police get there. You know? Uh, yeah. Yeah, you're right. They already got past the first line of defense, which is you. Why, why? So it's like, you know what? If that's the case, you need to be the one to address it. Like, there should be some kind of system. Not to say a system. I don't want to call it a system. But we should be able to look over ourselves before police get there. And then if police does do have to get there, we have somebody, we have people who can speak eloquently, not to even say eloquently, I don't want to use that word, that's making it seem like some of us are dumb. But the people that will be able to represent, like, listen, 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 such, 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 such. Mm-hmm. People not be half. Like, why risk this sh- there needs to be some kind of intermediary between the two because, like we said, there's police that's killing us, and we need to know, like, we need to have some kind of protection. I don't even want to call it protection, cause it's, uh, but at the same time, that's exactly what it is. That's exactly what it is. And, but that comes from, like you said, the old school way. Like, the, the, around the Bronx, my father was one. It, used to, it was the savage nomads, the savage mm-hmm. dog. You know, you, 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 you had these gangs that were neighborhood gangs that mm. much they protected the neighborhood. You, My moms and my dad used to tell me that it was certain times when there was wars going on where, well, 
like you ha- you would get escorted through the block, especially like you were a woman with a child, you would get escorted through a block because they wanted to make sure, or well, we know this person, they'd be making sure this person doesn't get hurt. That that family community real feel is gone, and that's what we need to get back. That family feel, where it's like okay, there might there's things that go on regardless. There's gonna be good and bad. as the yin and the yang, but within that, we know there's order within that. We have to get that order back. There's always gonna be chaos within certain things. There's never gonna be full order without any kind of negativity. That 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 just is not possible. We live in a duality, so. But within that, there can still be order within that duality. And that's all we need to attain is that order. We need that order back because it was there. And, like, you brought up a great point, like, bringing up drugs because, honestly, it seems like it's always the drugs that bring us down once we able to, well, other than Black Wall Street where they just completely annihilate us. But other than that, it's like it always seems to be drugs that once they're able to get that into the community, it's able to just break us down, you know what I mean? But being that we know that now, hopefully we can get it back. I still have, I still have hope. I still have hope, especially with these crackers doing what they do to us. It, it can only strengthen us. It's sad that black people only get together for the most part when it comes to funerals. But we, we've been having so many funerals lately. We we had no choice but to be together a lot. It's mm-hmm. a bad analogy, but it's, but it's but it's true. Yeah. Well, yeah, we really, <clears throat> really need to uh, start to institute that. Back when, uh, when Katrina happened, uh, I don't even remember what year that was. Uh, what was that oh five? I think. I think that was maybe oh five. Uh, we mobilized people to uh, raise money for two tractor-trailer trucks and call for people to come out to uh, an area in Brooklyn where those tractor-trailer trucks were going to be, or even before the, the particular date that they were going to leave out, uh, people could come to a particular location and drop stuff off. And people bought uh, cleaning items. They bought uh, some medical supplies, alcohol, bus pads, uh, bought all kinds of things. They had people bringing some of the some of the shit didn't make no sense. They were they was bringing damn TVs, you know. Oh, I got this here, you know. They bought clothes, uh, you know, mops and and and, and brums and stuff, uh, dustpans and buckets, you know. People bought that stuff out in two tractor trailer trucks, the front all the way to the back, loaded loaded it up and sent them down to uh, Mississippi, which was an area where we knew somebody who was there that was a because uh, Mississippi was also affected also. Uh, a lot of people went to get through into uh, New Orleans in particular, but we did send a lot of those supplies down there to somebody we knew once the, the stuff got there that the stuff would get to the people and, uh, and we did do that, and uh, that was the kind of love that 
people rolled up their sleeve. It wasn't no rest, uh, uh, you know what I mean, shit. You know, this, this, this is the people, grassroots people doing this shit. We did that and then came back another time and uh, got another truck to fill that one up to take, send that one down. So, you know, we can, we can do things, you know, because we, we, we got the love in our heart. Uh, it's just nobody who seems to have the voice or the ability to make the call to uh, tell people what it is they need to do. Because people will will follow somebody if they if they you know if they hear them from somebody who's supposed to be a leader. But the problem is, you know, too many people who's supposed to be leaders ain't shit. So ain't nothing getting done. But uh, you know, things things are things are coming around. They you know it's 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 going to change. But uh yeah, we got about another uh ten more minutes and uh nothing else you want to say close you know continue to do what we do uh we got a few things about as we speak right on track. I'm pretty clear. I think I want to try to make some uh, that are basically telling people we just talked about, you know, maybe a church, you know, tell your church they need to open the doors and start, you know, helping the people. Start into uh, your neighborhoods. And you start interacting with people in your neighborhoods. You build a bond, you know. And the reason why, you know, a lot of young people might not be wanting to go to your church or, you know, have any respect for you because you don't have no, you ain't showing no love. Got to show that love. Got to start building them bridges. Those people are going to definitely be crossing over them real soon. Uh, And there was something else... uh, I don't wanted to t- touch on. Let me let me see. Uh, <clears throat> uh, some videos of uh, some of the brothers and sisters in uh, different parts of Africa dancing together. You know, one of one of them looked like, uh, you know, like a tourist group, 
And so I guess the people were in a, uh, I think it was a part of uh, South Africa, and the people kind of did a performance probably, you know, trying to get, you know, the money from the tourists to uh, give them a little something, you know, as they watched the performance, you know. Uh, And then another one was just, some youngsters who had worked on some holes uh, and, you know, basically just doing them together. And it was uh, probably almost about 30 of them. And, uh, you know, they were all in sync. Mm. Kind of things we need to be doing with our young folks, you know. You know, there, there's folks who have uh, some of those double Dutch teams where, you know, they get the girls and even some, you know, boys participate, you know, in doing the double dutch, and they do acrobatics with the double dutch. You know, basketball teams, Pop Warner and the football, you know, baseball teams, you know, they used to have the drum and bugle corps, you know. Some of these churches to put some money up and, you know, get some instruments so these children can learn about music, you know. I myself, as a musician, I, you know, if you open up your doors, I will come and teach music for free, okay? I'm going to put the word out there like that. And those who have skills, you know, donate your time into your community, you know. Teach something of what you know to somebody else. Wait. It's not it's not impossible. Yeah, so uh oh the other thing is uh saw a really uh disturbing video with a with a sister who I don't know if she had intentionally took some drugs and wound up really getting freaked out or somebody slipped something on her. I'm gonna tell anybody within the sound of my voice if I find out you you kind of motherfucker that want to slip some uh, drug shit in in uh, a woman man whoever's uh, food drink or some kind of way, I'll break your ass up something proper. That's my words from me to you, okay? And anybody out there that's doing that shit, you better get your ass fucking straight. Cause if you get fucking caught. The word is going to be, put your ass down like a motherfucking bad motherfucking habit. Okay? There's some crazy shit that's out here making motherfuckers do some real crazy shit. And it's not only a damage or uh, 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 harm or, or a danger to their own lives, it's a danger to other people's lives. These police are out here, when they see motherfuckers, they don't give a shit, you know, oh, you got mental problems or you under the influence of drugs. They harming people. They may, they may, uh, you know, give a little uh, humanistic treatment to, uh, uh, to, to, to other uh, Caucasians, but they ain't doing that for us. So you do that shit to one of our people and, and we find out who you are. 
Say your last prayers now. Oh, can you elaborate on that real quick? Because I know you run out of time too much, but I'm trying to figure out why. Is somebody, there's people that's putting stuff in, in, like, food or something? Like, what? Well, you know what they call the mollies, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And some of this shit is, I don't know, meth or I saw a video where uh, this female, she ground, so evidently she was on the highway or driving a car and she stopped and must have got out the car and jumped up on the car, jumped off and was, you know, laying out on the street. So, you know, some Caucasian guy took the video of it and uh, had supposedly called the police. So they came and, you know, they didn't, they didn't, uh, they didn't abuse it in that particular video. I mean, I don't know what eventually happened, but then there was another video because sometimes, you know, you, you, you see one video on Facebook and then there's like a couple of other things that's kind of similar. Yeah. So when I, when I looked at those, it was uh, a, a uh, sister who, I don't know, she might have been uh, Latina or something, and so it, was, it sounded like a, a Chicano guy, you know, taking a video and asking her, you know, you know, like, what did you have, you know? So it sounded like she said, you know, she had some, some meth or something, and he was, like, kind of trying to ask her if she had a molly or whatever. But I I can't imagine somebody wanting to take something that's going to make them act crazy like that, you know, of their own free will. But I've heard stories of people slipping stuff, you know, you got the date rate stuff off. And the other thing is this ecstasy. That's that's the other thing. These places, you know, like clubs where they play certain music, the techno music, and and people go there to, you know, get them, you know, some, some ecstasy or whatever, and, and, you know, they go wild, you know. Seen a white, a white boy, you know, running around acting crazy, you know. It's like, I, you know, I've seen in Brooklyn in the middle of Bed-Stuy, okay, you know, although there's, you know, white people there now, in the middle of the night, crack a buck naked in the street, <laughs> running around acting crazy, you yeah. know. He walking at the same time, you know. And so as he walked over towards, you know, uh, some of the people that was at the spot I was at, uh, you know, they told him back the fuck up. He didn't back up and, they, you know, checking his jaw, you know, until the uh, last uh, came and, uh, you know, Strapped him down and, you know, took him in the fucking truck, you know. <clears throat> but, you know, this shit that they got out here is like, you know, uh, the shit that they call bath salts that they uh, sell in a lot of uh, these so-called head shops. And it's interesting because people have stores on 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 125th and Lex. I saw a video where the cops would let people go in the store, buy some shit, and when they come out, they arrest them. Oh. 
some crazy shit. It seems that what is being synthetically made uh, as a substitute for marijuana or whatever, uh, and people are selling in in stores, as soon as uh, it's found out that it's dangerous, then all the, the 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 manufacturers do is you know tweak it you know put a, a little different something else in there, but basically kind of having the same kind of effect and uh, putting it back out on the street again. I like that four loco stuff. I remember that that drink. It was totally dangerous. They just tweaked it a little bit so they can keep put it back on the shelves. You're right. That's exactly what they do. Yeah, but, you know, a lot of people are, you know, I mean, we're probably not even hearing all the stories of uh, some of the shit that's going on. And and the particular story with Natasha uh, McKenna, they alluded to what I failed to say earlier. They alluded to, and one of the stories that I read that, she exhibited this superhuman strength, and this is one of the effects of. I mean, we we've heard it, you know, for like angel dust, uh, but some of these other drugs that are probably out here, you know, that that people are selling in stores or slipping in uh, people's, you know, drinks and stuff like that. So uh, they 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 tried to claim that uh, she what do they call it delirious delirious delirium something delirium delirium something but as if as if somebody who's schizophrenic well they tried to label that as the cause of her death but see in to uh, have these drugs and have these police go to deal with people who are on these drugs, they are not taking any proper steps to try to deal with some of these people because some of them are not hurting anybody and they're not hurting themselves. I saw one video where uh, there was a guy, he was, uh, I don't think he was naked. I think he had his shirt off because that was one of the things that, you know, it's like some of these drugs make you feel like, you know, you're so hot that people take their clothes off. That's why I said, you know, they're white. The the white guy that was in uh, Bed Stuy, he was buck buck fucking naked. Mm. And a couple of blocks down, uh, one of the places where it used to be uh, a spot where you know brothers and sisters used to have parties, because white people are now in the neighborhood, they have rave parties there. So. You see them go in there, and you know they come out and they got all this paint and shit on them, and 
uh, you know, I've never been in one of them shits and never had no desire to want to go in there, but it's crazy shit that goes on there, and that's what they're bringing to our neighborhoods. And so if you're not watching your community, if you're not watching your children, we got all these diabolical things that are creeping into our neighborhoods and setting us up for danger. So, uh, yeah, that's 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 basically about it, my brother. I, you know, I can't do nothing but shake my head and, uh, you know, uh, plan to uh, you know try to put together a couple of things to you know put some vibration out here for people to start getting getting to doing some work. So you can do. Yeah. Ten ten come. You know, hopefully there'll be something out of it, you know. I mean uh it should be something to come out of it, but if it's not Let's see what happens. Would be nice, though. Yeah, it would be nice, uh, you know. I mean, I I have no faith in seeing anything different than what has gone on in the past, and I can't help but see Farrakhan in these uh, shaded glasses and Think of how uh, Jim Jones used to wear them same kind of shaded type glasses, you know, as he gave his uh, congregation uh, Kool-Aid to drink that was laced with some poison to kill him. But uh, hopefully, you know, that ain't ain't the program and... uh, it would be nice. It would it would definitely be a surprise to see something come out of it. And if it does, then, hey, you know, we're ready to get down. Let's get down and do it. Don't come with no dumb shit. Ain't paying for nobody's motherfucking uh, stretch limousine and nobody's uh, mortgage note and all that other bullshit that goes along with all that. Falcon bullshit. So, uh, yeah, we'll be back next week, and uh, I think, uh, yeah, we're going to maybe do uh, a later time, uh, 9 o'clock, uh, I don't know. Maybe that's a better time. But, uh, you know, we'll work with it as we go, whatever. Just put the yeah, word I, out. I might yeah. be late sometimes because I, I take taking, like, um, Leadership classes um, on Wednesdays now at the National Black Theater. Okay. Um, like I said, I'm trying to get more involved in my community, so I'm trying to learn more on how to do that my damn self. So I'm, I'm not I'm not even above taking my own advice and still trying to gain more. 
So mm-hmm. I'll, sometimes it, it, I'll I'll be late, but starting at nine will definitely help. That's kind of why I missed last week also. Um, but you, yeah, you want to you want to share with folks what that's about? Can other people get involved in it or? Um, pretty much. Um, it's just well, they have they have classes. If at uh, uh, um, the National Black Theater, in which they have, um, they're not necessarily, uh, they teach uh, political science classes. Um, they, they they teach, uh, they have like media training classes. They basically have like different classes that are, that are taught. Um, they, they try to offer these free programs. Um, it's like a people survival program type um, type thing. Honestly, that and that's why I say is by by going through here. This, I, these are the same things that I've, I've even offered as as suggestions, and that's why I'm trying to actually be active in doing that. Is that like I said, I've seen the same thing be going on, and I'm like, if if I if I'm able to learn this here, and I can take this to a church in my community, like the same type of program, the same type of people survival program, then why can't anybody else that's doing the same thing? And that's why, so right now I'm taking these courses here in order to hopefully help set up something where I can help run in my community. Mm-hmm. And so I'll, so what it is, is, is like, uh, it's, a black, it's the Black Rangers, the Black Ranger Soldier, uh, the Black Soldier Ranger Corps, I'm sorry. And like I said, they, they, teach, they teach classes on Wednesdays. Um, and pretty much, I guess, um, that, that's, that's, that's all I really have right now as far as that's concerned. Like I said, I'm just trying to learn myself um, as as far as learning what I need to know, um, learning more about Pan-Africanism. Um, pretty much it, 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 it learning more about the actual liberation struggle, even though, I mean, while, while you're within the struggle, you still need to learn more about why you're doing what you're doing, um, even if you know you're doing this right. Um, and you, what you feel is right, you still have to know why you're doing it and, and know the history of what you're doing so that way to know the mistakes that have already been made so you don't go and making them same mistakes. Um, so these are some of the things that I'm learning within these classes, like I said, that are helping me to grow as a leader myself. And, and that's one thing that um, they're trying to do over there um, is pretty much just build, build, build community leaders. And if you, can be, if you can be built to be a community leader, and go in your community and build community leaders within your own community who can in turn build more community leaders. This is the each one teach one principle that the spirituality that reigns with us within us as black people anyway. I mean, this is what has been done to have we have we passed down our information from from as far as we we can remember as a people. Not I don't have to worry about my brain. I'm talking about as a people, as far as we can remember back. This, this is how we have always transferred our knowledge. And I mean, it, it's by each one, teach one. And so we kind of bring them principles back. And this is why I'm stressing community organizing because, like I said, it's not something I'm just talking about. I'm really also really trying to do it myself. Um, so that, that that's pretty much on Wednesdays I'll go there and then Saturdays pretty much go to the train. Um, it's pretty much like the PT, physical training. Um, make sure your body is right. You know, so it's mental and physical training. Um, 
by black people, for black people. <laughs> you want to say FUBU for us, by us. Mm-hmm. You know, and like I said, it's also people's survival programs that that's being set up. And I'm trying to do my best because, like I said, I've, I've started my own. I have I have had my own organizations and programs that I've worked with before. And now I'm trying to just bring pretty much for myself, bring the two together. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to bring everything together. Um, for my just for myself because it makes things easier for me as, as opposed to trying to just to do like two things at once. I'm just and at the same time it's uniting different families. It's uniting people that I've worked with before with people that I'm working with now. And everything that I do is I'm, I'm trying to bring everything full circle. That's why I told you before when I was talking about the black soldiers, why they're trying to work with some kind of um thing where they're doing like a they're going to be doing like an African talk news outlet and which they're going to they, they, I spoke to Brother Shaka and he's going to try to like have us have like little slots and stuff in which so it's like everything is about networking black people with black people you know and, and that's 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 all I'm about I'm about uniting I'm about unification I don't really give, give a damn about pretty much too much else except for us uniting as a people that's, that's my only goal People can say what they want. People, like I said, you have your rah-rah revolutionaries. You even have your rah-rah activists who want to be at every single march, every single rally, every single thing, holding every single banner for every single cause. I really don't care. I do what I do because I do what I want. Like, I, I feel I need to do what I need to do when I need to do it. I don't try to overdo anything. I don't try to underdo anything. But at the same time, like I say, that's just me. Uh, that's just me. Everybody's their own different person. Yeah. Yeah, people got to do, you know, what they feel comfortable with. And, you know, as long as, the thing is, as long as everybody's doing something, you know what I'm saying, you know, ain't nobody mad, you know, or nobody should be mad, you know. It should be. People do get mad. That's why That's why <laughs> I went to that little soliloquy because it's like sometimes mm-hmm. I do feel like I have to explain myself because within the, that thing, I'm, I'm, I'm doing quotation marks, but within the fake conscious community, it's like the, people tend to make you – have to prove yourself, unfortunately, just because you want to do something positive. It's like they, they want to test to mm-hmm. see where your angle is. And it's like sometimes people don't have an angle. Some people really just want to do good. And mm-hmm. and, then they, and we can all just want to just do good for each other, then then that's all we need. Yeah. Well, that's what that's know, anytime y'all want to, you know, uh, <clears throat> talk to folks if they want to, you know, Come on and you know talk about it or whatever. And uh, I, I got more. Info. I was waiting. I got more info and was in a, a better position of, as far as speaking upon it because I don't really like speaking on things until I'm able to to to, to pretty much say things verbatim or, or know it. If I don't really know it, I try not to really speak too much on it. But that's the only reason why I wasn't really speaking on it too much because I I've just recently been trying to incorporate myself and going back and forth to there. And even with that, it's still hard because I'm trying to work it into my schedule. As far as, like I said, I'm trying to get into it. So I'm trying to work it into my schedule also. So I didn't want to, like, necessarily just bring it up, but I was just bringing it up to say that that's why it's like it, sometimes I might be a little bit late, you know what I mean, because I'm trying to, like, go back and forth between there and then do this at the same time. But like, that just goes to show that, honestly, people being a revolutionary or, or making revolutionary actions is not uh a thing that you pick, it really is a way of life, and that's what people don't understand. It's like 
everything that you do, it becomes a revolutionary action, whether you want it to be or whether you don't want it to be. If that's what you are and that's what you're doing, that's what you, that's what it pretty much has to be. Brother Ness isn't a revolutionary isn't a revolutionary when he's on this, this show, and then once the show is all off, he's he takes his dread wig off and he's just chilling and watching Oprah. No, he, he's going to sleep a revolutionary. He's waking up a revolutionary. Every action that he's pretty much doing, every breath he's taking is a revolutionary breath and revolutionary step. And no, and so that that's the reason why I said that because like, listen, we're gonna try to do whatever it is that we can do. And the race of truth is never ending, so we always still going to be learning at the same time. And that's why Brother Neb actually has a show like this, which allows us to present facts as we see it. Whether you believe it or not, whether people agree with the way we see it or not, whether we agree with each other or not, these are the things as we see them. And I'm, that's why I still I, I thank you still to this day for even allowing me to, to come in and, and join you. My pleasure, brother, my pleasure. Uh, you know, uh, our paths have crossed, uh, you know, for a reason, and, uh, you know, it's about the love for the people, you know. You know, it ain't about no ego, you know what I'm saying? Ain't nobody getting paid for nothing. Ain't nobody asking nobody for no money, you know. Ain't looking for no money. Ain't looking for no fame, no fortune, none of that. We just want our people to be good. Yeah, right. Like, it's like, damn, if ain't nobody doing shit, it's not going to go down saying that we didn't try, damn it. At the end of the day, yeah. it's gonna, like, we, we don't have to be we don't have to be doing this right now, 11 o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. But we're going we gonna to go down saying we're not going to say we didn't try, damn it. I know I'm not. I know you're not. And that's what this is about. It's not about an ego thing. Some people on Facebook, sometimes they take it out of the context. So when you're doing things, just because you say you're doing things, they want to be like, oh, no. Sometimes we, and I'm just venting right now real quick, I'm sorry, but sometimes we do things and we do vent because at the end of the day, yes, we are doing this shit. We are, regardless of of, of what people want to think or not, regardless of what other people are doing, we know what we're doing. And so sometimes when people don't take it as as seriously as we take it, yeah, it, it pisses me off. I know that because I don't understand how sometimes people can't, take things seriously. I know you can because you definitely lived in another generation and seen more. So, but, but now I'm like, wow, really? Are we really that dumb? And so, yes, we do get upset. I get upset and I get fed up. But the fact that I know that brother, people like Brother Ned doesn't stop, that, that lets me know that I can't stop because he's seen more than me and he's not stopping. And this is why we drive each other. This is why all of us as a people should drive each other. And I, I'm going to leave it on that. I'm going to leave it on that note. For that note, peace to brothers and sisters out there, anybody who's listening. All right. All right, Brother Aries. Yeah, thanks and peace to you. And, uh, you know, whatever, uh, you know, whatever we got to do to flex the schedule, whatever we need to do that, we can do that. You know, uh, Wednesdays ain't etched in stone, but, uh, you know, that's what revolution is about, you know, improvising and doing what you got to do, you know? Yes, sir. We'll do that. All right, brother, so be well, peace, and stay up, and, uh, yeah, we'll be in touch. Yes, sir. Peace. And peace to the family. Peace, y'all.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.